to the Raptors show on Sportsnet 590. The fan reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday between 2 and 3 p.m. I am your host, William Liu, and I am joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Back after two glorious off days, Alex, what did you do with your uh, with your time off, man? Uh, absolutely nothing. I was just scrolling through photos from our live event for the past 48 hours, just okay. soaking it in. But yeah, no, appreciate the time off. You know, everything is good in moderation, uh, including Alex and Will on this show. So just figured it's good to, it's good to you know, have, you know, Favek, Jacob, Orrin Weisfeld, you know, Blake Murphy, let, let you get your fill of basketball talk. Because you, you, you seem yeah, like you're in like hoop talks mode this week. I mean, there's just been a lot of good uh, basketball. Has man. there been, though? The games haven't been that good. I mean, yeah, okay. So they haven't been that competitive. I mean, they're they're not, like, down to the wire or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting. You know, you always like to look at game one, see how things sort of fuel out. Um, and, uh, yeah, we saw a little bit more of a lopsided one yesterday. Although I'm pretty happy to see the Warriors, like, get back to top gear for them. Because, like, or some at least something close to top gear. Because even though they played well enough to get to this point and they were able to beat Memphis like just didn't really feel like at any point that uh they did play close to like their old warrior self and I thought yesterday the way they were able to overwhelm the Mavericks especially the way they opened the third quarter the 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 the, the Warriors have always been known for their third quarter pushes so it was kind of like anytime the Warriors do something really good it feels like vintage and you start to feel like a little bit of nostalgia and then you feel a little sad because like you know 2015 is not vintage that's just 2015. Anyway. No, that that is already a while ago. Yeah, no, it was good performance by the Warriors. I was thinking, too, because we've been talking about how, like, this is not the same Steph. This is not the same Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. Because I think, like, they're held to such a high standard, right? Yeah. Like, they, they were literally, with Kevin Durant, one of the best teams of all time. 16-1 and one through the playoffs that one year. Even though they are not the same team anymore, I guess my question is, like, is that good enough to win the championship this year? It, it might be. Yeah, I mean, well, they don't have to face, like, a LeBron-led super team waiting for them at the very end of it. So I think that helps. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when you're looking at this current team in the Mavericks, it's actually kind of interesting. So I've already made this comparison where the way Luka was playing at times in that Sun series reminded me of the style that, like, LeBron plays at, especially the older version of LeBron where he's going to hunt you for mismatches, um, obviously has the size to shoot over people, has the distribution, everything like that, can impact the game at all levels. Um, but just that sort of like total dominance offensively um, and, and using that methodical style to attack mismatches. Luka was starting to remind me of that. And and if there was one team that was like pretty well rehearsed to try to throw different defensive looks at that type of player, it would have been the Warriors, who obviously had to do it many, many years over and over again against uh, LeBron. They were pretty rehearsed in this front. And yeah, I mean, uh, shouts to Steph No, um, you know, uh, Bulls. Writer in the past. I don't know where he's Yeah, he does work at Sporting News. Sporting News. Uh, Sporting News. Yo, he does some great stuff. He really is. He He really, really does a lot of great stuff. Happy Asian Heritage Month. That's that's not why I'm bringing it up. Okay, okay. But anyway, I saw saw Steph uh, put together a video today where um, he detailed that in the the first quarter um, of, I think the first nine minutes of the first quarter, the Warriors had already cycled through five defensive looks against Luka. And to me, it was like, so... You know, um, you saw things like switching, right, which was probably the most basic look. Um, we saw the Suns start to do a little bit of switching on, on, against Luka. We saw some some hedging, um, some soft traps. We saw uh, box and one. We saw a, uh, 
either a 3-2 zone or like a 1-2-2 zone. Uh, in any case, like we saw variations of zone looks as well. And this was all within the first like, you know, opening quarter of the game, right? So it really forced Luca, who is already a very smart player, but to force him to think even more and to sort of like not fully know where the defense is coming from, throw him off his rhythm. And I thought that was a really great way for the Warriors to start. And if they can reliably play like four or five different schemes, um, that's going to really help them, uh, not just in this series, but in, in, in potentially securing yet another championship for the Warriors because, you know, that's just hard to guard against. Like, you looked at the way Phoenix was able to adjust from seri- from game to games within his, their series. You look at the way Milwaukee was able to adjust game to game within their series. Like, you saw a lot of, like, you know, Milwaukee came out, for example, against Boston game one with their traditional defense of leaving the three-point line open, keeping a center near the paint, and always just denying the basket uh, in a deep drop and basically doing everything possible to protect the basket, right? And they were able to win game one. Then, of course, the you know, as the series went on, they started doing more switching. They started guarding more on the perimeter. They were less, um, you know, uh, solid in the paint because of that and all that stuff. And then you saw them sort of adjust. That's cool when you can adjust game to game, but when you have a, a menu of, like, five different defenses you can throw out any given game, that's harder, for I think, for other teams, especially stars, to sort of plan for. So... Salute to the Warriors, and um, and yeah, I don't know. When you watch these games and you see all these defenses thrown out there, do you think Nick Nurse is just at home being like... Just copycat? <laughs> Everybody's just copying him? Do you, think, do you think he's at home doing the Drake thing? It's like, look around, look around. You know, <laughs> this, wasn't here, this. <laughs> this wasn't here before me? No, I think Nick is uh, in Montana visiting Phil Jackson right now. Sounds like something that he <laughs> does every offseason. Okay. Uh, everyone's taking it easy, except for the two of us. No, I think... I don't know, man. You came into the office... Uh, Five minutes before the start of the show at 155, you were carrying golf clubs, which I'm now carrying on, on the show for some reason. Yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm returning to the links after a three-year hiatus. Uh, for people that don't know, my dad is a licensed uh, golf instructor. Uh, that's all he does. Uh, he's just retired, and he golfs every day, and then he teaches at night. Generational wealth. Yes, generational wealth. And, you know, he invited uh, me and a friend of the program, Mark Savelle and Joe Cash, to uh, to a foursome at, at a really difficult course in a couple of weeks. Mm. So uh, I just had to pull some clubs, uh, my 1997 Canadian Tire Clubs, and uh, I got to hit the range. I can't disappoint my dad because that's all I've been to him, you know, my whole life. Okay, all right. A disappointment. This, it's getting too personal. Oh, anyways, back to the Warriors. You know, I was looking at the box score, too, and, like, yep. Andrew Wiggins had a really good game. Yep. Um, I feel like he's, like, a, he's like a, what do you call it, man? A rich man like Jeff Green uh, for that team. Because, uh, you know, like, Jeff Green, like, tell me your favorite three, like, Jeff Green moments. Right, like you can't name anything, but uh, like uh, uh, 2018 to, be, to beat the, uh, the right, Celtics. right, right. He was LeBron's sidekick in yeah. that game seven, especially. But like, just a really good role player who just like fits in. And like Wiggins came in, you remember all the hype that Wiggins got, yeah, coming into the league. And you know he was being compared to LeBron and some of the best. But I feel like he's really slid into this role that's perfect for him in Golden State. And you know. I look at Steph Curry and Clay Thompson last night. Like, Steph was three of nine from three. Mm-hmm. Clay yep. hit one three-pointer. I think we think of the Warriors the way we always think of them, but that's not how they win games anymore. Like, they win games with contributions from, like, Kevon Looney, uh, who's uh, who's uh, their Maple Rodman, like, Otto Porter coming off the bench. Like, it's really strength in numbers, which was, like, their, like, go-to slogan. Yeah. Like, so long ago. Like, it's no longer just the Splash Brothers, like, carrying them. Like, Jordan Poole, of course, I haven't even mentioned. Yeah, he's always great. Yeah, yeah. But, but my thing is, like, they're not this, you know, invincible team that they were before. 
And we've seen Dallas bounce back. You know, they lost game one without Luka in the first round to Utah. They gave up the first two games to Phoenix. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I feel like, I don't know, man. The way the way Dallas plays, it's just like, it's the three-point variance for them. Yeah, for sure. It's really yeah. just a three-point variance. And, and you know what you're going to get pretty much from Luka. And I guess my question for you was, too, is Luka the hardest player to scheme against right now in the NBA? Because um, I heard you, you and Blake, yeah, and then you guys actually. talk, like, you guys have all been saying, like, there's really no way to, like, stop him, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think he is the hardest player to scheme against. Um, I think what's also hard to sort of account for is players who play within certain systems that makes the whole system work, that makes that system hard to scheme against. Like, I think the Warriors are probably harder to scheme against just as a team. But as an individual player, especially as a player who is at the controls for, like, 80% of possessions, you think, for for Dallas? What do you think? Is, is, yeah. it, is, that, is that over-exaggeration to say Luka is directly involved in 80% of Dallas's possessions no, when I, he's on the floor? He, like, starts... Yeah, he touches the ball in every possession, basically. Yeah. No, the way, honestly, like... The, I, I don't know if you ever, like, were in that era where you were able to, like, create a player in 2K and you, like, make it look like yourself. Right. So I, like, put the head size, like, as big as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then... And then you give yourself like all sorts of attributes and then you play and then you keep building your character or whatever. And then if essentially the way you will play is not like a regular like style. I'm not out there like, hey, I'm a three and D guy. I'm going to wait for the corner kick out. No, I'm going to be like a big wing player and I'm going to touch the ball every single time and try to get as many stats as possible. That kind of really feels like how Dallas uses Luka, man. Um, but yeah, he probably is the hardest player to scheme. So I think you're right. I mean, like the three-point shooting for Dallas was really poor last night. 11 for 48. Yeah. And we know that that team can really get hot from three. But at the same time, though, I think the Warriors did a really good job of like, um, you know, showing Luka tons of different looks. And I think when you're you're thinking about Jason Kidd and, and the coaching staff and the rest of the people who are, um, you know, planning for game two in, in Dallas, like you have to really come up with like four or five different counters to all the different little defensive schemes that uh, the Warriors are throwing out there. And I think the harder part is, like, getting to execute those counters without knowing which one the, the Warriors are going to throw at you. Because it kind of reminds you of the Warriors are, like, right now, like, one of those pitchers that has, like, five pitches that he can throw at you. You love the baseball pitcher reference, yeah, by the way. You know, the Warriors are, like, you, Darvish. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you just never know, man. They might, you might, you might, they might set you up for a curveball, but they throw a fastball in that right. count and, and just blow the high heat past you. And, and so that's the part that's that's been really fun to watch this this weird little cat and mouse game that uh, everyone's playing with Luca. but I mean look I still think this series is going to go long just like I think uh, Heat versus Celtics is going to go long yeah so Derek White is not available tonight he's uh, flying home uh, you know for, for the birth of his first child I think to, to be there yeah Cool. And for him, man. Al Horford is trying to get out of health and safety protocols. I yeah, just so imagine I, I, him trying to crawl out of a roof. No. He's like, I know I'm not vaccinated, but like, I got no symptoms. I'm no, ready, I, coach. Yeah, I just imagine he has a box of rapid tests at his house <laughs> and he has to just test nonstop. The Abbott rapid test. He's probably got a mad headache from the amount of times he swabbed his nose at this point. No, but you know. Yeah, he's trying to get out of there. That's another reason why. Just, just get vaccinated. But like. No, yeah. he, he is vaccinated. Is uh, he not? Is he, no, is he, he vaccinated? Is. Yeah. I thought he wasn't. It was it was, a, it was a, some controversy. He came out and okay. clarified he Okay, is. okay. So I think Jalen Brown okay. has stirred, stole some doubt over. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll see next time the Raptors play the Celtics. Yeah, so I take I take the last two minutes uh, of content back. But, yeah, so Miami had a really impressive second half. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Boston's a scary team, man. Boston's just a scary team. I've come around to accepting it. It's unfortunate. That, that they're man. a scary team. I know, I know on the weekend um, <sighs> you were hating on Jason Tatum like, 
really hard. Which After I, again, he scored 46 in that game six to save their season. Yes. Well, what I appreciated was before that game six, you're like, nah, they're done. The Celtics are done. Jason Tatum's not all that. You know, and then afterwards, after I told you the news that he had scored like 46 to beat the, yeah. you know, the the the, the, the Bucks on the road to extend their series, um, you were like, yeah, but he still sucks. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the hater. Like, I appreciate the hater in you. Because- yeah, I wasn't trying to have an actual basketball conversation with you. I was like, yeah, he's Paul George with sideburns. You're like, like- why are you bringing work to me <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. of work? Man. I don't even want to talk about work when I'm at work. Yeah, um, so why don't we run through? I have some of these. I came up with some true or false questions. Okay, you, okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And maybe we can use that as a way to have, have a conversation. Actually, before we even go into this, you know, you were mentioning the Mavs. Three-point shooting, 11 for 48. It made me think about the Bucks shooting four for 33 from three in game <laughs> seven against Boston. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a valid question. Like, at what point are we, like, shooting too many threes? Because, like, I know that in this new analytics era and, and, and the conversation is always, like, yeah. three is better than two. Uh, but, you know, two is better than zero, too, if you're, if you're shooting, like, four for 33. Like, I'm just wondering, like, at what point is the playing style of some of these teams actually – going to trend another way because as good as Grant Williams was in game seven, like he yeah. took 18 threes yeah. and it was just so extreme. It just made me think like, at what point are we going to not do this where like the role players are being left open and teams are just taking all these threes? Like, is there going to be a shift at some point? I mean, I think so. I think the shift is, I mean, that's a, so that's a really good question. I think that the, the shift is going to come in the way teams are able to defend because like, you're always going to be stretched. Like that's just the game of basketball. You're stretched between, guarding the paint and guarding the three-point line, especially with the teams with lots of shooters, you're going to really have to guard both. Um, that's where you got to get more creative as a, as a team. And I think the coaches like Steve Kerr, who's been able to, to to cycle through a bunch of defenses, like Eric Spolstra, who's been able to cycle through a lot of defenses, like Nick Nurse, who was the first one to really do this. Um, and in the more recent era of basketball, like those are the coaches that are going to be successful because you're not going to be able to succeed throwing one look out there. Like realistically, um, based on the way fouls are called, based on the way that, um, you know, skill level has increased. Like, you used to think about it in the past, right? Like, if you're, like, not good at offense, like, you're, you're just – it's just hard for you to stay on the floor. But now, as long as you can hit a standstill catch-and-shoot three-point shot – like, Grant Williams is not really a good offensive player. But he can hit a standstill catch-and-shoot three. But, but that's all I'm saying. And that's all you really need to You could to pick 100 players yeah. – who could have done that in Game 7 if you gave them 18 three-point attempts? Yeah, probably. I right? mean, you first off, you got to give him a lot of credit for having the willingness to do that. Yes, he didn't shy away from it after yeah, missing, like, but, I think his first four. But functionally, like, in terms of talent, like, a lot of players could have served that role. And that's, like, that's where I'm disappointed in Milwaukee in that they couldn't adjust sort of within games and throw different looks out there. They had one look all the time. Like, I mean, like, to extend the, the baseball analogy, like, you know, Mike Boonehorser coached like he was Mariano Rivera, man. It was just splitter. Every, it was like Damn. every time. Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right. Cutter, sorry. My, my bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Cutter, yeah. You know, you guys know a splitter? what I don't think I had a splitter. Yeah, let's. Uh, but it basically, yeah. It let's was just leave like, that for Blair and Barker. That right? was playing Tiago splitter. Oh, okay. So first true or false question for mm-hmm. you. Uh, true or false, Jimmy Butler is the most underrated playoff superstar right now. Yeah. That's completely true, I think. Um, I think that uh, I just admire, okay, like, so to, to put this in perspective of Raptor fans, like, one thing I always loved about Kyle is that maybe he doesn't score all the time. Maybe he doesn't always, like, impact the game uh, or dominate the game. In fact, I honestly can't recall that many playoff moments where Kyle Lowry dominated the game. But he impacted every single game and got the most out of all the possessions by doing all the little stuff. I love stars who are like, I'm cool with setting a screen. I'm cool with like, 
making the extra pass here. I'm cool with getting my hands dirty on defense. I'm cool with, you know, um, selling, uh, you know, a foul call and other like that. Like, I just need you to do everything possible to win within your abilities. I know your abilities are limited because in the in case of Kyle, he's ex- extremely limited just based on his size. Um, that's what I appreciate about Jimmy is that he does all those little role player things in addition to the fact that he can also be a, a, a star player. Um, so, yeah, of course, like, he's been doing a lot of scoring and he's been carrying the, the heat that way. But he also does so many little things in between that I'm just like, that's really cool, man. I really respect when stars are, you know, like, it's, it, you know, like, because there's two types of stars. There's, like, that kind of star and then there's, like, the James Harden, like, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to be super good at it, but I'm not going to do anything else, you know? Yeah, literally not going to run back. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, not gonna. In, run. I'm, in an I'm too elimination cool to play defense. Game. I'm too cool to yeah. to set a screen. I'm too cool to move off ball. Now he's too cool to just take shots. Man. I'm too, he's I'm, not even taking shots. <laughs> Yo, James oh, Harden man. without taking shots. Like, what? What is he? <laughs> no, what is he giving you? Tell me right now. Um, like it's ridiculous. I, I think of Jimmy as like what I think a lot of Raptors fans uh, may have wanted someone like Demar to be. Because because Jimmy doesn't have the three point shot, mm, yeah. But but you know he he obviously is able to generate the the offense and on the defensive end it's not even close, right? Like Jimmy yeah, of course, of course. Jimmy is a great uh, defensive player. I've just been thinking about this because he's got more forty point games in the playoffs in Heat history than like LeBron. Yeah, which to me to, which that's to nuts. me is like ridiculous because I listen. And I know he's been there like half the time. Yeah, and I know yeah. LeBron has played you know with Dwayne Wade with Chris Bosh over there where he had the support that he didn't need to be. Like Cleveland, LeBron putting up 45, 50 no, a night honestly, to win. There were there were real points in LeBron's tenure with Miami. Like for example, when they went into Boston, he had to like really. Oh yeah, the, the, the game where he, the stare down, the stare down game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah that was amazing. Yeah, but like, it's like Wade and Bosh were also like, yes, they were super talented. Mm-hmm. No one's going to talk down on them. But yeah. Wade was also breaking down, and Chris Bosh was. Just honestly, man, there were a lot of like single digit games for Chris. Not single digit, like, but like. Well, he had the classic the zero point game in Game Seven. There was a zero point game which he celebrated for because heat culture. But yeah, I think Jimmy didn't get oh, a lot of credit. Kyle to do that now. Yeah, Kyle is, uh, I believe Kyle's still out. But yeah, that's really tough. Yeah. But I mean, listen, that's when they have good depth too. Gabe Vincent, the second most underrated player. <laughs> no, <laughs> this summer, Masai, Bobby, I know you're putting up all the flow charts right now of every single player you're going after mm. with the mid-level. Like we need to land a Gabe Vincent, okay? A Gabe well, Vincent I mean, and Max Struess. The cool thing with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess is that they're both like two-way guys that they're able to like grow and develop them to the point where now they're like very like uh, productive players. And I think like honestly, like I'm gonna quickly look up their salary. I'm gonna quickly say that just by estimate, they probably make it less than a combined five million per year. Yeah, Struess and, and, and that's and that is the exact type of player that I want the Toronto Raptors to be able to pick up if they're gonna add to the depth. And I think. The other part about Jimmy, too, I think he gets underrated because he had his most successful playoff run when it took place in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And yep. a lot of people just have this perception that anything that happened in the bubble just didn't count. Yep. But but that was one of the greatest playoff runs. Like, he had Bam alongside him. He had our favorite Goran Dragic playing a huge role <laughs> during that finals run. Yep. Why are you laughing? He did. I guess so, yeah. But... Yeah, no, so shouts to Jimmy, man. I feel like we got to put Jimmy up there when it comes to guys because we scrutinize all these superstars all the time, and, like, Jimmy just keeps getting it done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And whatever the job is, like, he's just going to do it for a team. Um, Going back to this point, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I confirmed. I pulled the the Heat salary page. Gabe Vincent making uh, $1.7 this year. Okay. Actually, $1.67. Max Drews, same contract, $1.67. Both of those guys getting paid this year less than Svima Highlight is being paid by the Raptors this year. Mm. 
Interesting. So anyway, what? there's a huge value in being able to develop that kind of talent, and that's where Miami's done a really good job of it. I mean, the Raptors have done a good job of it too, but no, right but these, now Miami's like these are you know, playoff contributors. Yeah, you're getting like starter. I mean, like in the case of Struess, he's actually starting, but like you're getting starter level production from two guys who are making a combined three million. That score one for the Heat culture and they narrative. Get, they man. only get, they still get paid less than two million next year as well. Man. And then they're restrictive free agents. <laughs> you know Sam so. Presti's trying to get them right now. But oh, it's like, let me get them that reverse contract where they just keep making less money after each year. Yo, who does yeah. that? They started the league minimum, and then they start making less. It's, I don't, yo, who made that contract? We, we, we need to honestly have a labor investigation into guys like Daryl Morey and Sam Presti. Like, they get celebrated for, like, picking up all these guys and, like, signing them to these contracts. Like, you no, know, we shouldn't celebrate that. No, nah, man, that's, that's ridiculous. Yo, man. Lou Dort, if Lou Dort hit free agency tomorrow, you don't think he's getting $20 million a year? He, he would get 20 I think he could get 15 to $20 million a year. I you, really do. The funny thing is you, you talk about these salaries, but, like, yeah. didn't Scotty Pippen, like, make a million dollars per year for, like... Yes. Think, what was it? Adjust that for inflation, though. Okay. But yeah, yes, yes. yes. I, I guess okay. gas at that no. time was 40 cents. <laughs> no, so, so, and, and not so, $2. Okay, so what happened back in the day was, so, yeah. I mean, the Scottie Pippen story is he come he came from a, a, a very poor background and he, for him, it was about securing, like security, right? Yeah. Securing money. I think he signed like an eight to 10 year contract, basically. And he was getting paid 1 million every like year? Eight, no, not, he wasn't getting paid 1 million. It was like eight years for like 35 million, something like that. But he was criminally underpaid. Like, he was criminally underpaid, and he wasn't happy. He requested to be traded multiple times, and now he's bitter. Now he's just really bitter. Now he's writing books. No, it's a shame to to, to see what happened with Pippen and MJ. That'll be me and you in 25 years. Damn. <laughs> I'm like, yo, all the attention was on Will, you know? Oh, damn. Damn. No, but... you um, writing books. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> yeah, about you. But, you know, you know, it does bring... You know, we talk about the Raptors eating to pick up these guys. It does bring me to the reason why I'm actually here is to talk to you about Jalen Harris, who, oh, who made yeah, his return yeah, yeah. to Toronto. I thought we were going to do True and False. Yeah, yeah. No, not. no, no. We're going to keep flowing through oh, the okay. True and False. Okay, you know, yeah. it's, it's real chill. It's off season, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, Jalen Harris is back. Yeah, ha- um, happy for you first off. Yeah, yeah. I was debating waiting outside Cactus Club to, to see if he could sign my Look, jersey. Man, not to reveal where Jalen Harris was or where you lived, yeah, but we live pretty close. You, it felt Proximity. like you guys were. He might be like, in my condo. You, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> he that, might be in my condo. That, the same view might be had from your condo. Yeah, but yeah. Jalen Harris is back. But but I did ask Blake Murphy about this, and then Blake just said he could see the Raptors giving them a two way, or like just letting him be in the system for the summer to like make sure he kind of gets back on like the radars of scouts, and maybe he just latches onto another team. But now that he's back, you know, why why not you know give Jalen Harris a look in training camp, see what happens. I don't mind. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I think, look, uh, you want to find... The goal is to find, like, young talent that will ultimately, hopefully, be developed by you. And then once you develop those players and you have them under team control, like, basically, like, like Gabe Vincent, like a, like a Max Struess. Um, I think, in, yeah, Jalen, I mean, it's so hard to make any assessments of him because... You barely saw him mm-hmm. in the Tampa season, and not—I don't even just mean with the Raptors. You barely saw him like in uh, the G League. You barely saw him. You didn't even play no summer league. Even they didn't—they barely played preseason. Like, there's just no sample size on what he can really do, aside from what he did in Italy this year, which I don't even really look at the stats that fully because, like, where, where 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 was he in Italy, man? Yeah, Blake Blake Murphy said that he didn't have a great season. 
in Italy this yeah. year. Also, I mean, so. like, offensive numbers are, are a little bit lower in Italy, just natural, or just over in Europe and naturally. There's different defensive schemes, all this other stuff. Um, and then the, before that, I guess you have his, like, college career at Colorado or something. But I don't know. Apparently the Mountain West Conference wasn't, like, the most competitive one either. <laughs> what kind of offseason content like is the, this? Yeah, this is tough. <laughs> the Mountain West Valley <laughs> Conference. Oh, bro, listen, Yo, just take your headphones <laughs> off and leave the studio. <laughs> to everyone who listened to rap this over everything <laughs> for that Tampa season. So, Yo, everybody, please, please go and uh, rate and review. Give us five stars. Uh, we'd be really appreciative. Who else talking about the Mountain West Conference? Should I buy, sell, or trade my Jalen Harris jersey? What do you think? Um, I don't think... Oh, uh, I can't buy it because I, I have I it. Should I sell or it. trade or should I just hold it? Um, no, you sound like Wes at the poker table uh, <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> Shouts to Tom Henry. You can seeing, check, him, seeing him at a live comedy show tonight anyways. Bro, how about, yo, are you just trying to be real life friends with him? You're Tom gonna... Henry is my guy. That's your Everybody guy now, look huh? up Tom Henry, 66 jokes. Yeah, he came to our event. Actually, on Craig, on he day. came yeah, to our yeah. event. I invited him. He was so nice. Did he find you uh, like you and me funny? Yeah, he's a comedian. He said, so he said like everybody on sports radio is trying to be funny, and you guys are actually doing it. Oh, wow. I have a text from him. That's yeah. a really, really nice compliment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But now we're sitting here talking about the mountain. <laughs> what is it? The Mountain West Valley. Yeah, they, you know, won, they won more team in the Mountain West Conference. No, I'm man. telling you, you could have just said no to the Jalen Harris conversation. <laughs> like, why did you have to try to engage? Uh, you, All right, let's do one more true or false, and then yeah, we can sure. take and then we can take this break. True or false, given what we've seen in the playoffs so far, specifically in the Eastern Conference, there's still a significant gap between the Raptors and the actual contenders in the East. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the significant gap is you need, like, top 10, top end talent. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, right, cool. so Do you see a Luka on the team, a Steph on the team? Is anyone yeah. even as good as Jimmy? Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I know regular season we were having these conversations. This playoff level of Jimmy, like, I know Pascal's done a lot, but, like, yeah. I, I still would need to see it. Trust me, this, this is a different level. Mm-hmm. And even Tatum. So, yeah, there is a there, that's that's a big limiting factor. Dude. All right, OG, next year's got to be the year, man. Let's do it. Nah, can we just go <laughs> once offseason without expecting OG to come back a different player? <laughs> no, OG, please, next year, he's please. Gonna come back as, he's going to come back as Mikael Bridges once again, man. Just like <laughs> X-axis Mikael Bridges rather than Y-axis Mikael Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need some. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's going to take a couple of years. It's going to take a couple of years for this Raptors team. No, nah, it's going to take for Scotty to, like, hit that uh, superstar level if he eventually gets there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what, cool. what do you think Scotty's doing right now? Um, I don't I don't know. Didn't he record something with Dwayne Wade yes. uh, for, for TV? He showed for, up in his for, whole for Coinbase. Burberry outfit and just sat there. Yeah. Shouts to Scotty. I want Scotty to step up with the, with the media game next year. I agree. Because we you. didn't really learn a lot about him and we saw some behind the scenes clips. He still seemed a little bit shy, which yeah. is not unexpected for a 20 year old. You don't want to say the wrong thing to like I mean, I think he has what's, to learn what's too, the though. the wrong thing that Scotty could say? What could Scotty possibly say that people are going to be out on Scotty? He's know. so insanely popular. He'll he could say like, anything. He'll be like, Chris Boucher shouldn't play basketball like you did. You I know? did not say that. <laughs> I'm just did kidding. Did not say that, man. Chris, he did not say that. That was fictional. No, yeah. but I, I think. Scotty got to oh, know he too. He listens. Scotty's <laughs> got to know too that the city is here to embrace him. Like yeah, the city yeah, is yeah, here yeah. to embrace but him. But maybe honestly though, maybe it's this maybe it's our responsibility. Like maybe we don't have like the right I don't want media person to to bring that side out of it. What you about know? you? We we did interview Scotty once. We interviewed him on media day. It was like a quick 5-10 minute thing, And it wasn't right? even supposed to happen. Yeah, did he just pop in? So the way we were set up on media day, we so you know we were all in the Scotia Bank and everything like that. Um, we were set up by the stairs, and the players were going downstairs for social, and all the players were scheduled to go downstairs for social. When they came upstairs, they had a choice between going to get photos done, 
Or come sit with us. Or, or come sit with us. And right. most of the time, they just came to sit with us. So we weren't even scheduled to have Fred or Scotty. Right. I think maybe even Gary. Uh, Gary. Yeah, I think a lot of them just did drop by. I think Nick at one point wanted to drop by. Yeah. Because he was curious. Yeah, uh, we missed our shot, man. Yeah, now okay, we'll, we'll get Nick. Here. We'll get Nick. What do you think Nick's doing right now? He's in Montana with Phil Jackson. Okay. I'm telling you. All right. Or he's, or he's building a stadium to start another G League team. He's always up to something. I, yeah, Nick doesn't get enough credit for doing so much in his life. I think, like, Nick, he's always, I think Nick gets enough credit. No, no, I just mean like he's always Nick, doing stuff, man. Nick gets enough credit like, in this yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, Nick's going to receive his doctorate. Who, who on the Raptors, like, player, coach, front office, do you think, number one, doesn't get enough credit? I think they all get the proper credit. We celebrate, we celebrate everyone in this organization in the city. You can't think of anybody. Yeah. Everyone's properly That's rated. Tough. Yeah. That's tough. Anyways, yeah. great banter. More true or false when we come back. Lots of news and notes, including Spencer Dinwiddie having a $1 bonus if the Mavericks win the championship. Yes, that's an actual uh, bit of news that we will cover. So we're going to take a break right here. I'm your host, Wolu. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Great daily gambling advice from J.D., Blake, and Ailish in the Fan Morning Show's Wake and Rake. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wim Lu. I continue to join my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Um, so I just checked in on the uh, YouTube stream, which is uh, a lot less toxic, but also a lot less active. It's a bit of a trade-off, I guess, when, you, when you're talking about internet interaction. Um, anyway, one of the questions from the uh, YouTube stream is, Alex, what's your handicap in golf? My handicap? Oh, I'm terrible. Um, so I haven't golfed in three years, so probably like, I don't know, like a 20? What? What's a, a 20? 20 means like if it's like a par 72, I shoot like a plus 20. That's not that bad. It's like a bogey per hole. It's not that bad. It's not that bad? It's like an amateur type. Apparently, Joseph Cacharo said he's a terrible golfer. He's actually really intimidated to go golf with my dad. And then your dad has also mentored he has, Mark Savelle. He has actually taught Mark Savelle. And Mark Savelle shaved, I think, like 12 off his handicap, basically. 12? Yeah. No, my, my dad's a legit. If anybody's Damn. interested... Um, you know, I would love to say that I can remember my dad's website, which I built oh, I from. said your dad's name. I was like, <laughs> no, no, w- WG, WGLessons.com. Wong Golf Lessons. WGLessons.com. He used to put up, like, signs. Um, like, you know how, like, when you, like, sell a house or something, you put a sign outside yeah. real estate? Like, he would have signs advertising himself in Markham, and he would drive to all the Costco's. And put them outside, and they would always just throw them out the day Yo, after. I'm telling you, man, that's what that's basically what Nick Nurse used to do. Yeah, no, my dad when might he was be Nick like Nurse, a shooting specialist. Yeah, yeah give her, just give her take, specialist. you know. Yeah, Maybe your dad good. can, uh, you know, um, give a couple pointers to, to Nick because I think Nick is also a golfer. Let, as well. Let's 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 get us to talk to Nick first. You know, okay, well, when but we talked to my dad, yeah, because you know we had the running storyline this year of the, the ramen and all this stuff. Like we need you that's to have done. a we need you to have a running storyline. No, and that's your dad getting to. We, we teach can't, Nick Nurse how to golf. We can't have running storylines for people who only show up three times a week. It's hard to build momentum. Oh, okay. Uh, for that. Anyway, Fair so enough. some news and notes before we get back to the uh, slowest true or false segment um, in, in history. Yeah, well, I forgot we're still in the segment. Yeah, sorry. Someone uh, said that's tampering. That's not tampering. Yeah, come on. What are we uh, tampering with? Yeah, anyway. So again, you know, last time we'll mention the live event. Really, thank you everyone for, for coming on Monday and for people who weren't there. You know, one of the things that we did. You missed um, out. 
first off. Well, you, yeah, you missed out. But like, well, we'll have more events to come. But like, one of one of the segments we did was, you know, to have audience participation. We had some people come up and small talk with Will because that's one of uh, Will's weaknesses that I wanted to address. And it's also classic me to like even at a live event to uh, outsource work. Uh, to to other people, and uh, you know, one one of your one of our longtime listeners and a Willu Stan, uh, Jason, came up and then really just stole the show. Everybody there, yeah, understands uh, so the what I mean. Was when I we say couldn't that. talk about like the Raptors, right? Yeah, right. Because otherwise, I can definitely have a two minute conversation about the Raptors. Um, no, Jason was a stranger. Um, I guess we had interacted on social before, but just you know, n- no idea what he looked like or you know who he was. But uh, yeah, he came up there. Um, you know, with a haircut that looked exactly like what I had to my grade 12 prom. Yep. Um, you even showed me a photo to mm-hmm. confirm, which is freaky because I didn't know you in grade 12. <laughs> <laughs> I have a collection of photos oh, of you God. from, you from every, my, from every my baby photos. Yeah, remember point. the baby photo with the pants? We won't go no, any further not, about that, though. No, hustle okay. man, chap. <laughs> <laughs> you, you joke, but I actually have photos of you from every era. Uh, but, yeah, yes, you guys chatted. Right. He's a longtime listener, and he yeah. loves the React pod. And he was, and, he was yeah. saying that he was like, yeah, you know, like, um, my girlfriend gets very annoyed because I'll play it, like, before I'll stay up first off, yeah. and then I'll play the reaction podcast while we're in bed. So he's blasting it on his like Sono speakers. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the reaction podcast was a group hang. I thought it was like a solo like you know activity yeah. that you just well, pop in your AirPods. I, I, don't, I don't think his girlfriend was too <laughs> thrilled with that. So, but then of course I followed up and asked. I was like, you know. Is it ever on during, you know? And then he's like, yeah, we never get that far. So I was like, okay. No, he says that he never makes it to the three stars oh. uh, on your show. Well, in any case, anyway, Jason was very hilarious. I had a good time. I think he got interviewed as well. Um, so yes. there'll be so, plenty of Jason content. But yeah, salute. I mean, listen, if you are also somebody who listens to the Reaction Podcast in bed, let me know. I yeah. want to know these these details. How do you consume Just let the him content? Know. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought we would, you know, give, not just give Jason a shout out. But, you know, I hate to do this to you, Amy Otterberg. Just know that you're still part of the inner circle of the Raptor show. Oh, she misses uh, one universe. week on the show and this is what happens? Okay. Jason Zong, you are the new global ambassador of the Raptor show. You know, I feel like we've been giving the global ambassador title to, like, media people and they don't need it. Does sure, Faisal Kamisa yeah, yeah. need to be a global ambassador? Um, he's Faisal Kamisa. No, he's the mayor. Danielle Michaud. He's the mayor of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Danielle Michaud just like chilling out at her, you know, pool at home in Newmarket, you know, with her partner T. I just say T because I don't know if it's Tom or Tim or Thomas. <laughs> it's called T. Yeah. My shout to my guy T. Oh my Right. God. James Herbert's chilling in Brooklyn. You know, like it's all good. It's so and Amy Otterberg, reporters, you know, Please. Amy Otterberg, Rookie of the Year. Like nobody's gonna get hurt by this. So Jason actually emailed me an acceptance speech. He said, it's such an honor to be the new official global ambassador. I don't take these accolades lightly. I would like to thank my mom and dad for being strict on me and telling me I could never be a comedian. I would like to thank my girlfriend for being by my side, even though she just wants the season to be over so I can spend more time with her. This award also goes out to my hater friend who now roots for the purple and gold after LeBron snatched his soul. I will engrave this honor into my resume. I also want to remind the kids out there, understand the grind. I'm just a kid from Mississauga. Never underestimate the heart of an Asian champion. So, yeah, there we go, Jason. Wow, good job, Jason. Yeah, great job, Jason. I, I sent you the 4Js tickets, and he's like, oh, you sent it to me on a date where I'm not available. So he passed it on to his friends. 
that's that's nice. Yeah, shouts nice. to Jason. Yeah, everybody won a prize on Monday, pretty much. That was honestly really great. It yeah. was really really. Yeah, great. my storage room is clear now. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Someone in the chat, Jordan, says, "I love to gently nod off to the sweet sounds of William Blue." I'm telling you, man. It's uh, that's wild, man. Yeah, no, it is wild. But listen, keep listening to the rap pod. I don't care when you listen to it. Yeah, or how uh, you listen to it. Yeah. News, news, and notes. Congrats to Scotty Barnes on making the All Rookie First Team yes. unanimous selection. We all knew that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. This was this was Him, a foregone Cade, conclusion. Uh, Evan Mobley, all unanimous first team. Yep. Um, some controversy, I guess. Do you, do you care that uh, Jalen Green made the first team over Josh Giddy? I do not care. Yeah, me neither. Um, also, yeah. I think Jalen Green had a pretty good case for it. He was pretty good the second half of the season. Scored very efficiently at a high volume, which for a rookie is very impressive. Yeah, was he in the Mountain West Valley Conference? Basically, no? that's okay. that's honestly, I, I would be very curious to see how the Houston Rockets fare in the Mountain West. Hey, remember West when Conference. we full court pressed the Houston Rockets and they just committed ten turnovers in a row? Yep, and all for layups too. It was incredible. <laughs> that that team is so bad. But um, sometimes sometimes you do get some insight into like how teams are just not very well coached. Yeah, that's one of those. Also, by the way. I'm happy that Giddy's upset because this is the issue when you play for OKC. If you're even remotely good, they make you stop playing basketball. Do you really want to play basketball for a team in which they make you stop playing basketball if you are good at basketball? Just think about that. Because that's part of part of the reason why Giddy didn't ultimately make it. Also, he had some injuries or whatever, but like, yeah. Yeah, also tanking comes from a place of privilege, you know? It comes from a place of like job security and thinking that you're going to be there for five to seven years. But anyways. Has anybody signed... A contract as a free agent to go play for OKC at a number like above five million in the last like three four years. No, I swear. So the everybody's biggest, there unwittingly. I swear, <laughs> against their will, I, like they've been traded there or they've been drafted there. Okay, right. no, I think their biggest signing legit is like Mike 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 Muscala. Did they um, resign him? I don't know. Anyways, I thought this was a joke today when I saw it this morning, but Philadelphia City Council passed a resolution naming Joel Embiid the most valuable uh, Philadelphian. Mm. The MVP. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can only laugh at this. What's going on, man? Just go for the... Like, who cares about the MVP? You're one of the best players in the league. A cu- couple of things. Number one, I, I got I got to think politicians got more things to do than this. Yeah, like, especially in the world right now. There's, yes. there's definitely more important things for, for them to do. soothing Joel Embiid's feelings. Than that. Um, number two, this is the second MVP that Joel has won this year. He also said to reporters after um, the Jokic... Uh, Announcement was made that uh, he won the most, uh, more important award than MVP. He became the most valuable father. Right. Right. Most valuable parent, I guess. Which is cool, yeah. but also like, it's also kind of corny. I'm not going to lie to you, but just... <laughs> So, look, I'm just saying like, uh, yeah, he did win MVP. It's it's, it's too bad, but. Um, just get out of the second this, round, man. This really does open you up for a, a few jokes, but I think for the city of Philadelphia, like they probably need to do everything possible to try to appease um Joel and honestly he did play heroically through injuries for that team and got them back even in the second round so you know you have to give him a lot of credit but uh, at the same time it just does also open itself up to a lot of jokes Philly is under the most pressure next season to, to get to the conference finals of any East team yeah Philly you think and they Brooklyn go boo the politicians the way they boo the players <laughs> they should like honestly I'd boo the politician who did this man this is some corny Philly's stuff. actually a pretty funny franchise when you think about just their last decade like, what success have they achieved? Success versus media coverage oh, scale. Also, is, who was uh, in competition for a most valuable Philadelphian? I don't know. Kyle Lowry? I, I guess so. <laughs> I in know. that series, he wasn't very good because he was injured. Yeah, yeah so. like we mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie has a $1 bonus in his contract if he wins the title. 
Yes. What would you do with that dollar, by the way? That's the first thing I want to know. You win the title, Masai hands you the loony. What mm-hmm. do you do? I'm investing in uh, Spencer uh, Dinwiddie coin. Okay, I am taking a uh, free bus, uh, Safeway Tours, to a Falls View Casino, and I'm putting that on double zero at the roulette table. Honestly, so then you have $21 because you got those $20 voucher as well. Yes, I go have my buffet. Yeah. And I go home. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty And good I won deal. the championship. Damn. Uh, no, seriously, a dollar, honestly, um, very few things in life nowadays cost a dollar. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks, economist. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a U.S. dollar. So in, in, in Canada, yeah. I guess that's like, you know, a dollar twenty-five or something like that. I don't know what the exchange but, rate is Thanks right now. once again, Bank of Canada. And the only thing you could really buy with that is like you go to like uh, one of those Chinese bakeries and you get yourself like a hot dog bun or something. Hot dog buns are like a dollar twenty, man. Price of the brick going up. Oh, my God. No, mm-hmm. seriously, when I came to this country, hot dog buns were 60 cents. And you pay uh, in, in cash. There's never tax. Yeah, that, that transaction just didn't exist. Yeah, those those Still under the those man. under the table cash transactions are slowly moving away now. Yeah, like I was in Chinatown. I Bro, paid who's cash. auditing the Chinese bakery, man? Please yo, leave, leave them, them alone. Yo, no, no, no. Yeah, leave them alone. Don't leave don't them alone. don't expose Unbelievable. them. Unbelievable. We don't want to get any of these businesses in trouble. Yeah. Happy Asian Heritage Month. That's uh, right. Back to true or false. Okay. Yeah, um, we're this, still this doing true or false. Oh my God. <laughs> True or false, uh, regular season records matter. So I was thinking about this. You know, Milwaukee kind of punted on going for the number two seed and ended up not having a Yo, game seven. Yes. Coming into the last day of the season. Yes, they had it. They had, if they had won their game, they, they would have been the number two seed. They were in control, yes. But they played Thanasis Atenakumpo yep. 44 minutes. Yep. Yep. So that's not kind of. No, that was, that was a Sam Presti move. Um, Actually, you think Sam Presti will trade for Thanasis? I feel like he... It'd be very valuable to OKC's tanking efforts. You think guys like Andre Ingram sitting at home being like, yo, I that spot could be mine? I mean, like, yeah. I can actually gotta, play. You just got to change your name. Anyways, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Miami as the number one seed, and I think home court is actually playing out for them. But then I also think about, like, do when we look at regular season teams, like, does it matter? Like, we look at Phoenix, they won 64 games, and it's a completely different team in, in the playoffs. I, I guess my question, okay, I, I guess it's two-part. Like, the first part is just like, you know, does it matter? Like, should teams just go for the best record? Like, should teams just go for the seeding and not get so cute about, like, which yeah. side of the bracket I'm on? I want to avoid Brooklyn and all this stuff. Does that I, cost Milwaukee? Yeah. I, I I tend to lean in favor of winning the games when they're there to be won. I mean, like, I don't think you should, like, extend your players uh, or risk them unnecessarily. Like, if you have the two seed completely locked up, there's no need to, like, play your starters at that point. There's nothing left to play for, but there's something left to play for. I generally side on the the side of just being you know competitive, even if it's only if, even if it's only for the people who are there to see the team that day, or like the people who are tuning in to watch the product. Like, you know, I, I don't know, man. The whole goal of sports is to win. Have you heard of Masai press conference? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard them all. Um, but okay, but on the flip side though, say you were the Raptors and LeBron was still in the East. On the last day, you have a game against Orlando, and yeah. if you win, you get the number two seed, but you get LeBron. Versus if you tank it, you drop to three, and you play uh, DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I'm tanking. That's, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> I don't know. So I, there I, we tank. go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, but but it did cost Milwaukee is all I'm saying. Yeah, it did. But, I mean, they had game six at home, too. They could have closed it out there. They should have probably. <laughs> yeah. You know Giannis what? had, like, that's a good point. almost 50 points. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And uh, they couldn't get it done. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, true or false, if you were to draft superstars you want in a best of seven series right now, your top two picks would be Giannis and Luca. Superstar, yeah. Like if you if you wanted one player, if you could draft one player to build around for a seven game series. We're just playing a seven game series. It's just a seven game series. And they're fully healthy. Yeah. Give me Kawhi Leonard. Oh my god! I don't want either I like of those that a lot, Kawhi man. Kawhi Leonard, bro. Are you mm. kidding me? 
fully healthy Kawhi Leonard in a seven-game series still might be the best player. I don't care, man. Kawhi, come home. Only this kind of loyalty do you get this. Mm, that's a good one. You know, that's the one thing I last year at the live event was, you know, Kawhi comes back, but you can never have dim sum again. I gave up dim sum for Kawhi, man. Man. Yeah, no, Kawhi's negative eyes, but uh, he We're is. We're still thirsty for Kawhi. What do you mean we're still we thirsty are. for Kawhi, man? Definitely are you kidding are. me? I mean, I'm I'm the front runner. Are you kidding right? me? Yeah. Man. Yeah, you know what? Thinking about last playoffs too, last year, you know, the way the Clippers were kind of coming on against Utah mm-hmm. when Kawhi had that dunk and then we found out after, I think it was game four, that he was out for the year. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Clippers could have won it all last year. Yeah, but they're the Clippers. Off that one so. injury. No, but the what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just because they're the Clippers? Yeah. All right. No, no they have no actually, call. the Clippers are the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur of the NBA. It is in their tradition to 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 lose and to never win any competitions. But they will be a good team and have good players, just like they have Kawhi and Paul George, just like how Tottenham has Harry Kane and Hamin uh, Sun. What? Um, where do you think s- you you shouted about? It's your like your Asian Heritage Player of the Month three times. You know, still don't know him. Man. I got too many Asians on my mind. I can't keep track. Um, where do you think Steph belongs on this list? Do you think Steph would make like a top five? Um, yeah, I think he does. I think you just really need to build the rest of the infrastructure around him. Not to say that he's a system player, but like... I, I, have, yeah. I have a lot of trouble slotting Steph in when you have these discussions. Sure, yeah, I agree, yeah. But like, he's got to be top five, right? Like his resume is crazy. They've won like they've lost like I think three like playoff series. Yeah, no, in, in he is prime. that good of a talent. It's really hard to assess where Steph is individually. Not saying he's a, like a again he's not a collaborative talent. He's a singular talent. But I think in order to make the most of it, you need to have the system around him to do it. Um, but I think when you put the system around it, his ceiling is higher than most players who are just like the individual systems themselves. Mm. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right, yeah. last one for you. Uh, true or false? We we will see an entirely new top four in the West next season. Entirely new top or four. Or it's possible we would see an entirely new top four. So this yeah, year I'm still the top. No man. I so, think I just, so. Phoenix. You think Phoenix is a top four team next year? Yes. Memphis? Yes. Golden State? Probably, yeah. Dallas? Were they four? <laughs> yes, again. Yeah, they were four. Yeah. Okay, we, so... We might have the same four, actually. What about... See, the two teams I'm thinking about, yeah. Denver and the Clippers. Fully healthy, both of them. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously... You don't you seem know. very high on Denver every time I mention the Nuggets. Uh, I, you don't think that, that that's a contender, fully healthy? Listen, man, they're getting back... Jamal Murray off of a significant injury, and then they're getting back Michael Porter Jr., who is always a threat to have another significant injury. <laughs> he is it's really the biggest like, injury threat in the league. You're not exactly getting back, like, you're getting back ceiling raisers, not floor raisers. That's fair. For regular season, I, I'm not so convinced. I mean, look, it's a huge upgrade. Don't get me wrong. Like, you But know. then you slot Aaron Gordon back in to, to the spot that he belongs in on what, the, the fifth option? <laughs> yes. No, it's for real. Yo, if Aaron <laughs> no, Gordon is a fifth he's option. He's Tobias Harris getting paid a regular amount. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. But um, they have Jok- like Jokic is a monster. Yeah, he is. I agree with you. And yeah. he does, like, that would and upgrade have, their team so the, much. they have the altitude and fans playing sure, there. And sure, I, honestly, sure. I think, like... It's real Mount, Mount West Valley nah, for that's, real. That's the real Mountain West division, man. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't think... I think that's a top four team. What about the Clippers? Healthy. What about the Pelicans? I, I, think, I think the Pelicans... Man, the Kings are up. never making the playoffs. No. <laughs> No, the Kings are really never. Why did they trade for Sabonis? If you're the if you're the Sacramento Kings and like say you win like a play-in game, do you raise a banner? Yes, honestly, like they need to have Patrick Beverly on that team because someone needs to fully celebrate that moment for them, the way it needs to be celebrated. Yeah, you know, like someone's got. Is Patrick Beverly still on ESPN? 
Yeah, what, so what's going on there with Patrick Beverly? So he, did he just spend the whole weekend? Does, does he live in New York? He had a one-on-one sit-down with Stephen A. after as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. You saw nah. Dan, Danny Green called him out. I saw that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get well soon, Danny Green, seriously. It's, yeah, it's get really well unfortunate. soon. No, but seriously, the way we're seeing Patrick Beverly on ESPN yeah. is the way we're seeing Steve Davy. Uh, when, when they go to confer and they're like, hey, let's bring in Steve Javi. And he's just always sitting there in that room with the TVs with no light at all. Um, yeah, that's like that's the way they, they've kept Patrick Beverly there. Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. What a, what a media what a media tour run. No, yeah. I think the Clippers could be the favorites next year in the West. They have a pretty loaded team. Kawhi, Paul George, Robert Covington, Norman Powell. Reggie Jackson's good. Kind of. Yeah. But come on. Nick Batum is a really good role you, player. You just picked Kawhi as number one. Yeah. That you would take in a I best of seven like series. I like the team construction around him. I still want a little bit more variability in terms of, like, some other talent. Like, again, they still don't really have, like, a quality point guard. They would be so they good still if they... still don't they would really be so, have imagine a quality, if they, like, starting level big yeah. man. Imagine if they had, like, a Drew Holiday. Sure, yeah. But you don't like... Uh, Reggie Jackson showed out in the playoffs. You're not asking for that much from him. No, but, yeah. I don't know. I, right. I Yeah, I still think they probably could improve their ball movement a little bit. I don't know, man. The Clippers are still theoretical to me. It's All like right. you told me coming into a season, like Tottenham might make Champions League or Tottenham might, you know. I don't know Tottenham. For you the made, like, you've referenced Tottenham like three times. People who know football know this, man. Anyways, we're doing Twitter questions tomorrow, saying it on air so it's binding to Will. That's right. So I don't gonna, have to prepare a rundown. Yeah, uh, anything to lessen the workload for Alex. So uh, good luck with your uh, golfing today. And uh, yeah, that does it for us today. I'm your host, William Lou. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Please rate and review our show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and also airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday between 2 and 3 p.m. Thanks again to my producer and co-host, Alex Wong, to our poor producer, Derek Brandel, and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.